1 Samuel chapter 4, beginning to read at verse 15. Verse 15. Now Eli was ninety and eight years old, and his eyes were dim, that he could not see. And the man said unto Eli, I am he that came out of the army, and I fled today out of the army. And he said, What is there done, my son? And the messenger answered and said, Israel is fled before the Philistines, and there hath been also a great slaughter among the people. And thy two sons also, Hopni and Phinehas, are dead. And the ark of God is taken. And it came to pass when he made mention of the ark of God that he fell from off the seat backward by the side of the gate and his neck broke and he died. For he was an old man and heavy and he had judged Israel 40 years. And his daughter-in-law, Phinehas' wife, was with child near to be delivered when she heard the tidings that the ark of God was taken and that her father-in-law her husband were dead. She bowed herself and travailed for pains came upon her. And about the time of her death, the woman that stood by her said unto her, Fear not, for thou hast borne a son. But she answered not, neither did she regard it. And she named the child Ichabod, saying, The glory is departed from Israel, because the ark of God was taken because of her father-in-law and her husband. And she said, The glory is departed from Israel, for the ark of God is taken. Tonight we want to speak on the subject, The glory is departed. The glory is departed. Let us pray. Father, we ask you now, Father, that you would settle our hearts, even as we've been singing the songs of Zion, lifting ourselves to thee. We pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would settle us in your presence. And, oh God, that your word would find that lodging place, Lord, to deal with us as you deem it fit to do. Help us, Lord, tonight. Help us to be aware of your presence. Help us to be aware. And Lord, help us to hear the word of the Lord to the people tonight. Lord, anoint my clay lips, even as Andrew has prayed it. And use me for your glory. Take me up and hide me behind the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. Glorify your name tonight and glorify your Son. And may thy blessed Spirit have his way in our midst. The preaching of your word, may we rejoice at the goodness of God, even at the challenge of the Lord. And so we leave all in your care and keeping this evening. We ask it in Jesus' name and for his glory. Amen. 
Amen. Phineas, the son, one of the sons of Eli, the priest in Israel, has died in battle. The ark of God has been taken out of Israel. Eli falls backward when he hears the news and breaks his neck and dies. His daughter-in-law feels the pangs of it with the shock of it, and she has her baby because of it. Notice what she says in verse 21. And she named the child Ichabod, saying, The glory is departed from Israel because the ark of God was taken and because of her father-in-law and her husband. And she said, The glory is departed from Israel for the ark of God is taken. Echabod. Echabod, or in the Hebrew it would be Echavod. Echavod. And Chavod on its own means glory, honor. It gives the idea of reputation, dignity, and splendor. Chavod. Echavod means when placed together, no glory. The glory is no longer with us. It means to be inglorious and the glory is departed. Speaking here of the glory of God. So Israel, at one point in our chapter, are rejoicing. Rejoicing that the ark which was away from them has now returned again. And but they're much shouting, they're much cheering, they're much rejoicing. It's shown to be a vain thing in the chapter. For the Philistines, the enemies of Israel, are at the gate. They're at the very door, ready to attack, ready to invade. But when they hear, they become afraid at the praise of God's people. So they come to the place that they must either have the the response of flight or the response of fight. And so the Philistines are betwixt the two. Do we fight on against these Israelites or do we go and flight away from them? For example, in 1 Samuel 4 and verse 5, it says, And when the ark of the covenant of the Lord came into the camp, all Israel shouted with a great shout so that the earth rang. Notice that word, the earth rang again. There's something that happened when the ark of God had gone. There was a silence came. There was a dread came. There was a darkness came. A drudgery came over the land because the presence of God was removed from Israel. Because the presence of God was removed by the removing of the ark. You see, the Lord said unto Moses, At the ark, at that place, I will meet you there and I will speak with you there. Nowhere else. And it was here, even though it represented Christ and it represented all manner of things, the holiness and the gloriousness of God, it was only a box until God himself came down and visited Israel in the midst of the people. And now, coming back in again, the earth is ringing with the sound of exuberant praise. But there's a problem. 
For the Philistines are ready to carry it away yet again. The earth or the land rang again. You know the word again we means to repeat. It simply means it gives the idea of something which has happened in the past and now it's beginning to happen again. So Israel were not learning from past endeavors and past mistakes and their past sins and their national life among them. All manner was allowed to go forth and the glory of God was no longer in the midst of the nation. The nation that was to be loved by God and to love God. To show the glory of God to all those around about. And yet we find that now, oh, they're cheering. Here comes the ark. But they come from worshipping God to superstition. Superstition. They place their faith in the ark and not in the Lord. They place their faith in the ark and not in the Lord. In other words, Eli, the high priest. Eli, if you want, the church. The settled church in Israel, the established church of the nation, was not following God. Eli was a bad and a poor example with his two sons, vagabond sons, sinful sons, who slept even with the very harlots of the heathen temples. These two sons were wicked, and Eli turned a blind eye. Eli turned a blind eye away from it and let his sons go on in their ways. Again, it's coming in. Again, they're rejoicing. But this time, the Lord had called time. But this time, the Lord had called time. You see, something happened to cause a lack in the land. Something happened to cause a lack in the city. Joy seems to be removed from Israel. Strength seems to have been gone and hopes have been doused and darkness has covered the light and fear had overcome faith. And now the Philistines would extinguish any fire or flame off the Israelites. Because the Philistines, these heathens, these antichrists outside the door, as it were, outside the gate of the camp, We're deciding. We hear the shouts. We hear the hollers. We hear the commotion. We hear it all. It sounds wonderful. But brothers and sisters, the earth rang out. The land rang out. The people are rejoicing. But they had lost the presence of God. There was more perspiration than inspiration. And the very established church no longer serve the Lord. Sounds like Northern Ireland tonight. Sounds like our land tonight. There's no more morality where everything goes and everything is covered up. Everything is allowed. Now watch out. For God may lift his presence altogether. And God may say, enough is enough. And God may just remove himself and discover the sin of the church.
no longer willing to stand against the abominations of our land, no longer willing behind the pulpit to come behind and decry them and shout out against them, but rather they accept them and they bring them in, no longer willing to stand up for Jesus and his word, for the blood and for the boot, but rather more willing to come in and to be one of them, to partake of their sin. Just as Hapni and Phinehas, the sons of Eli, did in Israel. And Eli, their father, permitted it. He turned a blind eye, and with a stroke, God took them. With a stroke, God took them. Notice here, if you will, brothers and sisters and friends tonight, you and I, if we had a sense of God about us, would cry for ourselves, our families, our loved ones, for our nation. As Psalm 51 and verse 12, the psalmist cried, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. Because in many terms and in many ways, People's hearts have went so cold and lackluster and far away from God. The salvation of the Lord, the salvation and the joy that it brings to know Christ as your Savior has gone from many hearts tonight. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. In the Song of Solomon, chapter 2, and in verse 12, listen to what it says. The flowers appear on the earth. The time of singing of birds has come. The voice of the turtle is heard in our land. That means the turtle dove is heard in our land. You see, the turtle dove was a migratory bird. It had a distinctive cooing. And it came back and springtime was coming when across Israel you heard the cooing of the dove. New life, new birth, new happenings would come. And all that this would be the cry of the hearts of men and women tonight, even in the church. Lord, restore unto me. Bring new birth into me. Speak into my heart. Speak into my life. And draw me, and we will run after thee, Lord. And we will follow thee. Notice here, the city and the land of Israel rang out because of the joy of the people. This joy is a false joy. This joy wasn't true Holy Ghost joy. And we see it. We see it everywhere where it's more about activities and feel-goods and not hurting feelings. It's more about doing these things that replace the Holy Spirit in the church, claiming it to be of God. And it's tinkling cymbals. It's like a sounding brass. And meanwhile... Our nation is going to hell in a handcart, sold to the enemies of God. And meanwhile, 
Babies are aborted. And children are abused. And our children are being programmed in their minds, in their schools, with with things that are putrid. And many of the, if I can call it, the charismatic churches, and I'm speaking as a Pentecostal, many of the charismatic churches are more interested with jumping up and down and running round in circles, and rolling round the floor, and barking like dogs, and quacking like ducks. Oh, the presence of the Lord. Ask them to get up, and to walk the streets of Belfast, proclaiming the name of Christ. Ask them to get up, And go through your town and your village and tell them and proclaim the blood of the book. And I can tell you there'll be hardly a one of them that is willing to do it. Because it's all about the flesh. Israel were rejoicing. The land was shaking with it as it were. But it was like tinkling cymbals and like sounding brass. And God was not in it, for the glory had departed. And the glory in Ulster is departing. The glory in Ulster is departing. In 1 Samuel 4, in verse 5, all Israel shouted with a great shout so that the earth rang again. In verse 6 it says, the Philistines heard. In verse 6 it says, they understood. And in verse 7 it says, the Philistines were afraid. The Philistines were afraid. Listen, until something happens and they realize this isn't real. Let's test Israel to see how they get on. Let's test the church in Israel to see how they get on. Let's test the establishment when we close doors to see how they get on. Let's test the establishment whenever we bring in abominations to the land to see if they stand up. And the Philistines are even at the door. The church is more interested in having shindigs and turning their churches into nightclubs living in darkened rooms to try and worship God. And they know not that the glory is departed. They know not that the glory is departed. And so the fear of being in bondage to these Hebrews, the Israelites, the fear of being in bondage, brothers and sisters, this is a place that we must get to where the word fears the prayers of the saints where the word fears the preaching of the word rather than the saints being afraid to preach it to the word fight or flight and the Philistines 
choose to fight. And Israel's covering was taken. See the word departed. It's more than just go away. If I was to come to visit you, and then I was to go away, I depart. It's more than that in the Hebrew text. Gives the idea that you have visited and you take a cloak off that which you visited. You uncover, you reveal as you walk away, you pull, as it were, the cover off the top. And it reveals all the goings on underneath. It reveals all the falseness and the vagueness. It reveals all the vanity that Israel had. It revealed their church in Israel. It revealed Eli and it revealed Hophni and Phinehas. It revealed even the very king on the throne. It revealed them all to be fake and false before God. I trust church tonight that you have eyes to see. Eyes to see what's happening in our land. That you have ears to hear the word of the Lord. Oh, that God would lift the veil to let the people see what has gone on in our nation. You see, there was sin in the camp. Eli's two sons, Hopni and Phinehas, at the higher echelons of Israel's society, there was sin in the camp. You know, Hopni, it means fighter, or believe it or not, a modern word would be pugilist, boxer. You know that one, Sean? Boxer, pugilist. Oh, he thought he was the the man. He thought he could do what he wanted. He thought that he could be how he liked. He was the man. And then, of course, we have Phinehas, which means a mouth of brass. And these two priests of Israel were the sin in Israel. As goes the church, you see, so goes the people. They were the sin in Israel that hindered the blessing of God. God was there represented in the Ark of the Covenant. But the blessing was hindered. The anointing presence was withheld. The Lord hid himself and God would not pour out a blessing upon them while unconfessed and unrepentant sin was in the midst of the church. There was sin in the camp and instead of victory came violence. Instead of victory for them came violence and instead of blessing came the curse. Instead of blessing came the curse. Listen to what it says in 1 Samuel chapter 2 and in verse 12. Now the sons of Eli were sons of Belial. There you are. Scriptures lay it out for us. Wicked they were. Sons of wickedness. Sons of Belial. Notice, they knew not the Lord. Do you ever wonder how they get in a position? 
such a position in the land, such a position in the established form of worship. They didn't even know the Lord. But sure, isn't it now that many pulpits are full of it? It's a job. They knew not the Lord. Verse 17. The sin of the young men was very great before the Lord. Their sin was very great before the Lord. Oh, John Trapp, writing about Eli and his sons. Listen to what John Trapp said. And he's quite harsh, but he's true. Draw near hither, ye sons of the sorceress, the seed of the adulterer and the whore, ye degenerate brood and sons of Belial and not of Eli, ye brats of fathomless perdition. It is stinking not that I hear, and woe is me that I yet live to hear it. It had been better that I had died long since, or that you had been buried alive that this to live and stink above the ground. You don't get preachers like that anymore, do you? It's better that I die and not even see you stink above the ground. And instead, many fit well into the world but yet they stink above the ground in the nostrils of the Lord. This should have been Eli's speech. How can one expect God's unhindered blessing when Ichabod, the glory has departed, is spoken even from the mouth of his daughter-in-law? The enemy could attack and overcome them because of unrepentant hearts, ungodly leadership, and sin in the camp. Listen, it happened in the days of the Jews in Jerusalem also. Hebrews 13 and 12 tells us, Wherefore Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate. The idea of this is, is they wanted Christ out They wanted him out of Jerusalem. And the Jews cried for his death. The Romans carried out their wishes. And they took him outside the city walls to Gehenna. There where the fire would burn day and night. Where the worm would be. And where the fire is not quenched. There that rubbish tip is what they thought of the Savior. And little did they know as they slaughtered thousands upon thousands and thousands of animals' blood to appease God because of their sin. Yet they put out the Lamb of God. And when they put Jesus out of the city walls to crucify him, the glory of God had departed Jerusalem. The glory departed of Jerusalem. That's what people think of the presence of the Lord. Secondly, their cup of iniquity was filled. Listen to what it says in 1 Samuel 2, verse 
20, let's just do 34 just for time's sake. And this shall be a sign unto thee that shall come upon thy two sons on Hopni and Phineas. And one day they shall die, both of them. And one day. This prophecy of the Lord is given and is fulfilled in our reading tonight. Their cup was full. Notice, their cup was full. The day of God's judgment had arrived. And maybe it was unbelieved and was definitely unexpected because Eli sat upon a seat by the wayside waiting to hear how things were going for his heart. He was trembling when he heard that the ark of God had been removed and his sons had died. He didn't realize this was the day it would be fulfilled. He didn't realize this was the time it would happen, nor this was the battle which was decreed. He knew none of it. It came upon him. Hapni and Phineas would die with 30,000 men of Israel along with them. 30,000 troops of Israel died. They did not realize that the glory of God had departed. See all that's going on around our world today. And all the machinations of all of these other countries that are rising up. I don't want to get bogged down with it tonight. But I can tell you, Britain may watch. Because they're far away from God. And the glory of God has departed. And to go in the battle without even knowing the Lord is a serious matter. Is a serious matter. They did not realize this was their day. This was their night. This was their battle. This was their time. It's like the man in Luke 12 and 20 that pulled down his barns to build bigger to fit in. Uh, that, uh, the crop that he had was so large. He's going to eat and drink and be merry. And the Lord says that night, thy fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. This night, the man knew not, but it was this night that his soul would be required. And I wonder tonight, I was talking to someone just before the meeting and I, I don't want to say too much, but they were speaking about someone who died very suddenly. We both knew. Died very suddenly. And the words were, you need to be ready. You need to be ready. Knowing that you're saved. Job 36 and 18. He says, Beware lest he take thee away with his stroke. Ask Hopni and Phineas. Ask Eli about the stroke of the Lord. Beware lest he take thee away with his stroke. Listen, then a great ransom cannot deliver thee. In other words, you will have no other hope, no other means of salvation but rather now to be washed in the blood, trusting in Christ. See, the cry is Ichabod, no glory. 
The glory is departed from among these people. They are Ichabod to the Lord, and he is Ichabod unto them. They are inglorious. In other words, they are shameful. They are disgraceful. There's a lack of honor among them. Listen, it sounds like today, doesn't it? There was sin in the camp. That was the sons. Secondly, there was a cup of iniquity which was filled and full. And thirdly, their superstition, which I mentioned earlier, their misdirected trust. 1 Samuel chapter 4 and verse 3 says, Let us fetch the ark of the covenant of the Lord out of Shiloh unto us. Notice that when it cometh, it may save us out of the hand of our enemies. Notice, it may save us. Their misdirected trust was looking at the ark and rather to the Lord. They were looking to the ark rather than to the Lord. When the ark came in, the land rang out again. When the ark came in, they rejoiced and carried on as if God is in the midst. But God knew the sin that was hidden in the sons of Eli. God knew the, the sin that was in the established church and religion of the day. And God knew the sin that lay in the government that ruled over them. Think about this, brothers and sisters. Where do we expect our nation will go from this? Where do we expect our land to be? The ark was a sign of the covenant where God would meet Israel. The ark literally was a box with gold covering. The Lord would meet them there but it was the Lord's presence that made it there. And so the word Echabod means the glory is departed. As I said earlier, it's Echavod, and Kavod means honor, the honor of God, the reputation of God, the dignity of God, the splendor is not among them. There's no morals in the nation anymore. It's gone. All manner of sin. Offering their children onto Molech. The burning off their babies. The slaying off their young. They sound good. They shout much. It seems right, as if they're ready for battle. They'll take on anyone. And listen, when you're in what we call the meeting with fellowship, and maybe you're in a hyped-up, revived meeting, as it were, with plenty of blackened-out walls and ceilings and floors and spinning disco balls and lights and smoke, you might feel all right, but it's when you go home and you're on your own. Where is God in it all? Program and performance cannot, does not, shall not, and will not substitute the reality 
in the church for the power of the Holy Ghost. We sang there, let the fire fall, let the fire fall, let the fire from heaven fall. Brothers and sisters, the church needs again a good dose of the Holy Ghost. Amen. They looked apart and sounded good, but the enemy came to fight and they were defeated because it was all bluster. It was all blow, as we would say. And Israel were defeated. Listen to this. The glory of God had departed their house. And their house was built on sand. Their foundation was gone. They were shouting and sounding like these tinkling cymbals and sounding brass. They were like whited sepulchers full of dead men's bones. They were having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. They were like clouds without water, carried about of winds, trees whose fruit withereth without fruit, twice dead, plucked up by the roots, wells without water. They were singing and praising, but there was no anointing. How do you know? Because the Philistines took them over and the glory had departed. It means when God removed himself as though you pulled a tablecloth off a table, he unveiled their weakness. He unveiled their sin. He unveiled their debauchery. He unveiled their government's legislation. He unveiled all that was going on in the land. He unveiled the church high echelons and their high altars. He unveiled it all for the nonsense that it was. And the Philistines marched right in and took them. You want to know what's happening in Ulster tonight? The exact same thing. And every ungodly Philistine, as it were, is taken over. Land. Echabod, the glory is departed. Echabod, there is no glory in it. When I was writing about this, I thought I had it all. I thought, that's it. I've got it down. Praying about it, and I went out for a walk with my old faithful dog, my prayer partner, and off we went. And I prayed, and I prayed about it, and I thought about it, and I was thinking about it. And the Lord dropped something into my heart. I came back, and I went straight into my study, and I lifted a pen, and I went to write. Now listen, Amos, Seven and I think it's verse 12 or 14, round right about there. Amos says, I'm not a prophet, neither is I a prophet's son. That's a shepherd who followed the flock. And I'm not a prophet, I don't deem to be, claim to be, nor a prophet's son. But I'll tell you, as I sat, I felt the Lord tell me just to write. And as I wrote, it wasn't just as if I'm writing to preach tonight. But I wrote, and where I felt to write this, this is what 
I felt the Lord impressed on me to bring to this assembly and to all who will hear it tonight. I may be in for a hiding when I do this, but nevertheless, I feel the Lord has told me, and so I must and I shall. So I started to write, and I'm just going to read it out. It's as though I'm giving an interpretation or a prophetic word. And this is what I've written, and we'll finish with it. As the Lord had said unto Israel, Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord. And so the presence of the Lord was with them. Even as it was said, The Lord God is with him, and the shout of a king is among them. By he who would curse them, so also did thy Lord rehearse in their ears. The Lord thy God is mighty in the midst of thee. My presence was there. My ark was there. Until they worshipped the gods of the heathen. And the heathen came into Israel. And changed my glory. As like unto the glory of corruptible man. Unto birds. Unto four-footed beasts and creeping things. They have changed the truth of God into a lie. And have worshipped and served the creature more than the creator. And so is this nation today. So is this people. They dishonor their own bodies between themselves. And so the Lord has given them up to their vile affections and their own reprobate mind. Echabod, the glory is departed and they see it not and are blinded. Echabod, the glory is departed and their nakedness is being shown to all. Just as the Ark of the Covenant was removed from the midst of this nation, so is the Word of God, and so is the glory of Christ. Christ the King over Israel, His people. Christ the Prophet to Israel, His people. Christ the Priest for Israel, His people, has been removed. Yeah, He has been removed from this people and from this nation. He has been removed from this land. He has been removed from schools and universities. He has been removed from their hearts and from their homes. He has been removed from many pulpits, and he has been replaced with men and women in pulpits who speak evil and wickedness under the cover of religious garb and their ritual. Israel did shout with a great and mighty noise. Israel proclaimed the Lord was with them because of the Ark of the Covenant being there. And do many in this land today not knowing the glory is departed from them. The glory is departed and is now showing their nakedness and their vanity and their emptiness of spirit and life. Even as the Lord thy God hath said to Hosea, so the Lord would say to these isles and to all his covenant nations and peoples, strangers have devoured thy strength, and he knoweth it not. Yea, grey hairs are here and there upon him, yet he knoweth not. 
The pride of Israel testifieth to his face, and they do not return to the Lord their God, neither seek him for all of this. For the Lord had set this nation to be a witness. For the Lord had set this nation to be a light unto the peoples round about, as Benjamin was set to be a light before Judah and David's house. So this land and people were set to be a light unto the world, possessing the gates of their enemies, being the battle-axe and weapons of war, holding forth the word of life. But now they have refused me. They have turned away from me. They have rejected my word. Ichabod, Ichabod, Ichabod. The glory is departed. Ulster, blessed with many preachers. Ulster, blessed with many prophets. Ulster, blessed with many ministers of the truth. And Ulster, blessed with many believers. Ulster, just as Britain was a light to the nations and to the peoples of the world. Ulster, you are the last bastion and bulwark of the truth of the word of God. Ulster, you are the one they laugh at and pour out scorn upon, saying, Thou art a backwater, and as for the troubler of Israel, thou art he, O Ulster. But Ulster, the little land, you are the land of promise and of providence. You are the land whose province has the ark of God in the preaching of the word and the presence of Christ. Ulster, for this reason, the Philistines will attack you, will take over you. Your enemies want to destroy you and to lead you in their way. Ulster, remove every evidence of God from you. They remove the ark. And as it happened to Israel of old, so it is happening to you. As it was proclaimed by Hosea the prophet to the house of Israel, so it is proclaimed again. O Israel, thou hast destroyed thyself, but thine help is in me. So awake thou that sleepest, and rise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee life. For I have yet seven thousand in Israel, which have not bowed the knee on the bale, nor kissed his image. Also awake, be the ark of God's presence, be the tabernacle of his glory. Ireland arise, come out of darkness of Rome and into the light of God's glorious salvation in Christ alone. Oh, Britannia, stand again. Return unto me, and if I will put away thine abominations out of my sight, then thou shalt not be moved. Return unto me, and I will return unto you. Son of man, can these bones live? O Lord, thy knowest, said the prophet, prophesy unto these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Preach the word. Shine the light. And show them the cross and the blood of the Lamb of God. Cry aloud. Spare not. Lift up thy voice like a trumpet. And show my people their transgressions. And the house of Jacob their sins. Lest it be said in Ulster. Echabod to Ulster. Echabod. The glory 
is departed. And so their sins do testify to their face. And many are found naked and wanting before me, saith the Lord. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will heal their land, said the Spirit of the church. Brothers and sisters, praise him tonight, will you? Praise him tonight. Praise him tonight. Clearly, God said to me, Thou live in a land called Ulster. And if Ulster dies, if Ulster dies with its evangelical spirit, if Ulster dies and the word of God is not proclaimed, then the ark of God is removed in the sense that Christ's presence will no longer be in the land. We are the light of Europe. We are the light of the United Kingdom. And we are the light even to the world. Brothers and sisters, we God's people say amen. amen. And so I said, and I wrote, I thought, Lord, it's like I'm speaking to preach it, but it's like you're talking to me. It's like, it's like prophecy. It's like an interpretation here. I don't get this. I've never done that before. He says, just write. And I never lifted my head. I just kept writing. I just kept writing. Brothers and sisters, see if we don't stand in these days. That's why our nation is in the state it's in. That's why the province is in the state it's in. I believe Ireland. I believe it north and south, east and west is going to see a mighty move of the Holy Ghost. I believe that God is going to sweep many into the kingdom. But a Ulster dies, an Ulster is withering on the vine. The church in Ulster is withering on the vine. They'd rather play games, pussy foot around with the things of God. They'd rather have little nice Sunday services, little lovely fluffy as a church, pump up the tires, send me out to make me feel good. They'd rather have it than know the truths and have a backbone for the things of God. Preachers being arrested. People outside abortion clinics now can't even stand to witness. Outside the exclusion zones, as they call them. Preachers in the street attacked, rubbished, vile. That man there knows about it down there. And now we're seeing those who once stood for the things of God willing to accept anything in our government. Rather than saying, no, I can't go in. I can't do this because the word of God says this. But I'd rather sit with someone and go along with those who are Marxists, abortionists, pushing RSA in your children's schools to pervert their minds.
terrorist sympathizers. Brothers and sisters, we need the Lord to move in a mighty way in Ulster again. We need God to move. We need men and women to stand up and have a backbone for Christ. We need preachers behind the pulpit that are unashamed and unafraid to tell the truth of the Word of God. We need men to stand here and to proclaim the unsearchable riches of Christ and to call out, as the prophets of old did, again, the sins of the nation and of the land. We need Christ to be exalted. Listen, I'm not interested to go to an LVB church meeting where I hear a nice fluffy story and want to know how high the froth was on the pastor's coffee cup during the week. I'm not interested. I'm interested in this. Interested in truth? Not interested. God bless us tonight. God bless his word to us tonight. All of our hearts. Are you saved tonight? Are you saved by the grace of God? Are you right with him? Do you know the Savior? Are you ready? Lest the enemy is at your gate. Beware lest he could take you with a stroke. I'm going to ask the team to come up.